Hello and welcome to the fourth episode. Oh my of the gosh! The kind of funny games cast. Calm Tim is back, Greg. Just for you. Just for thank you. you. Just kidding. I'm ah. Tim Gettys. I'm here with Colin Moriarty and mm. Greg Miller, mm. the coolest dudes in video games. Oh, oh hell yeah! Yeah, so, high five, dude. We just did an awesome Resident Evil stream. And that was yeah. fun. I liked watching that. That, was, that was pretty good. A lot of Thank people you. were annoyed. Yeah. I didn't remember what to do either, though. Like, every time you were, like, trying to do something, you were like, oh, I, what is this? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't it's, been remember a, it's, been, it's been, like, years since I played that game. And how many hundreds of games have I played? And those between? games are obtuse. They are obtuse. obtuse. Is, a, is a good way to, to put it for those old ones. Were you playing with the tank controls? or you doing No, that? I was playing with the new controls. Mm. They were a little more. They were finicky, but it, it's a little better without the tank controls. You can play with the tank controls on the D pad if you want, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't. <laughs> but you shouldn't yeah, you exactly. could but i wouldn't recommend it yeah were you excited that they re re-released this game yeah i mean I, I think the original resident evil was really fun um i liked it a lot on ps1 and then the gamecube one you know remake was was uh was great and this is just remake and widescreen with you know some little extra gloss on it and some new control scheme but yeah it's, it's it's cool i i, I would they, have, they can learn a lot from resident evil and resident evil 4 um so they did re-release Resident Evil 4 two years ago as well mm-hmm. on PS3. Um, and I'm hoping they're examining these two games closely, uh, along with Resident Evil Zero, which I think is super underrated, the GameCube game, uh, to make Resident Evil 7, which hopefully won't suck. Like well, everybody talks about it now. Being a, we were talking about it in the chat, right, that this could be the reboot. Resident Evil 7 be, reboot the series, which would be great. Resident Evil is way too complicated and crazy. Yeah. It doesn't make any goddamn sense A reboot now. would be nice. A but re- I, I want... Food. Yeah, that, don't oh, think they won't make those jokes for you. It's going to be good. Just like the remake. Re- I liked re- I liked remake. The remake was nice. You guys are crazy. It was Just nice. get over it. Stop it. That. We get it. RE's Resident Evil. Stop it. Right. Stop shoving it into everything. But no, if they redo it and they get rid of typewriters and they make health systems that make sense and you don't control like a tank mm-hmm. and basically they just give it to competent developers and don't do the same thing they've been doing forever, it'd be great. Yeah. Before we get into this rigmarole of explaining uh, the show and all that stuff. Sure. Can we just keep talking about how much Resident Evil sucks? No. No, 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 no. We're talking about these HD remakes and stuff. Something I was talking about Colin a couple days ago was this Borderlands 2 yeah. collection coming to... Uh, Borderlands 2 and Borderlands Jack the pre-sequel. Yeah, 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 coming to uh, the next-gen consoles. A, yeah. Crazy-ass collector's edition that comes with an RC claptrap. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah. I'm a fan of claptrap. Me I'm too. a fan of RC. Yeah. So you going to get it? No. But. It's probably, they're probably all sold out at this point. There's only 5,000 yeah, of them. No, well, yeah. then no, we're not so what it. upsets me about this though is it doesn't include the first Borderlands. How does why does that upset you? Just because I'm a fan of if it's a collector's edition, I want all of them. Get the in fuck the collection. over it! Yeah. No, totally. You, so, don't it. you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't want why? it. Why? Because Borderlands One was good, but Borderlands Two was better than it in every way. So you don't even need to. That was the whole thing. Borderlands One to Two was the great move on their part of they gave you for this is PlayStation, obviously my PlayStation fanboy bias speaking. That PlayStation put it up on PlayStation Plus, but Borderlands One like a month before Borderlands Two came out, and so you got to get in there, get a taste, and then you play Two, and you're like, holy shit, this is better in every way than One. Why? You, there's no reason to go back to One. I think in any way, shape, or form. And then pre-sequel, of course, this will be. This is a game that most people looked over. We're like, oh, I already have a Xbox One and a PS4. I don't want to go back and play something on last gen. That's why it's exciting to get it. Here's my thing, Greg. Sure. Whether or not I'm going to play it, I want it. I want it there. I want it part of the collection. It's, just, it's wasted there. resources. Games are getting too, the games are too big nowadays to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's easy to sit there and be like, well, why didn't they toss this, that, and the other? It's just not that simple, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about something. You know. I, it makes sense. What you're saying makes sense. I still don't. But like you don't. It. You don't want the sense. You want. You just want it. I all just there. want what I want. So you, would you? What if they just lied to you and said it was on there, and then you never? If ever there was it. honestly, if it was just a disc, like yeah. there was just like a CD in there, and they just put it, you put it in, you're like Sharpie what? just said Borderlands. Yeah. I just never. I'd be okay with that, just because it, you know, it's. I mean, the thing effect. that's most exciting is just that it's 
it's the only way to get pre-sequel. You know what I mean? I didn't mm. go back and play pre-sequel because I was so, uh, first off, just not enough time. Secondly, I did not want to put my PS3 back to use. So yeah, I wanted to, to keep playing PS4 stuff. I want to play Xbox One stuff. So to have that now there, great trophies. Let's go. I, I don't, I doubt I'll ever use Borderlands 2 anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. Confirmed by Andrew Goldfarb today. Cross save. Borderlands 2? Yeah. So if I've been, so for all the people who played it extensively on PS3, then played it on their Vita, they can now bring that save mm-hmm. back to PS4. Yeah. Thank Keep God. Keep it in the family. Yeah, Vita, it was like virtually unplayable on Vita when I played it uh, in October. I like, mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to jump in, really get into this game. And I played on Vita. I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, there's just no enemies. That was the thing. It yeah, worked it was, for me, but it wasn't. It was just like no very, a very vacant kind of game. Yeah. It was a weird. You know, it was cool. Sony listened to people put it on, the, you know, Gearbox did too. People wanted Borderlands 2 on Vita. And it was cool that they tried to make that happen. It was a good test co- you know, case, but yeah. the Vita can't handle that game. Um, properly, and they, you know, they didn't even have ragdoll physics in the game, or, or like corpses. I'm bringing this down. Why? Because it's like super, super obscuring your face. I like it though. I don't. I like it. I'm like speaking that. for all the female listeners out there who want to see your face. I like it. Like male that. too. I guess female viewers. You're right. There's Colin plenty of male viewers that I should have male done that. fan right. base. I've seen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the original Borderlands. I mean, it's not. It's not surprising. It's not on there. They have to spend assets to port it over, and then you have to remember that there's server costs. Um, yeah. as well um, yeah that's the other thing too is that that's that they... a game that's so online intensive that yeah yeah so shut up see here's Tim. the thing you guys are you were, all... you're not even gonna play borderlands pre-sequel but remember this guys you guys are the coolest dudes in gaming so right. you have all of your cool dude gaming friends yeah and it's like all right you get that side of the thing i'm one of those guys where i'm friends with you guys and now because of that i'm learning to be friends with these guys mm. but i'm more close to these guys i'm friends with these guys watching and listening right so now. these aren't cool dude gamer they're, dudes they're, they're cool gamer dudes but they're not the coolest they're with me well that's just us Some we're the coolest be. yeah no exactly the game the game developers and stuff they are too confused I don't what know i'm what saying is are you gonna play this i'm one of, those, are you play I'm one of the guys the answer that section. question no there you go see <laughs> but i want it on my shelf no you don't no one's gonna know that Borderlands isn't in that isn't in that case if it's on yeah. your shelf. No one's gonna know. It's just gonna say I'm just gonna tell people. Jack collection. I'm gonna add it on the box, and they're gonna make assumptions. Yes. and that's all you need. That's all. That's it. You're right, Colin. Yeah. See, Colin made me feel better. I mean, if you Great. really wanted to get angry about it, you should be angry that it doesn't include the Telltale games, in which Handsome Jack plays heavily mm. into it. That is upsetting as well. So it's not even the complete Handsome Jack collection. Now, Greg, you just gave me a great segue into the first topic. We which call them Gregways. Wait, you didn't do the rigmarole. I know, we'll exactly. Okay, I'm just saying, which is the great, you know, the whole telltale thing we're going to talk about. But before that, I want to give you guys the rigmarole of Kind of Funny Games cast. This is... Sorry. The dog's growling. Wow. It's pertil- he, he's angry. I don't think I've ever heard him growl like that. Oh, it's because... It's, it's if funny. You, if you oh. fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds so much scarier than he looks well, or is. Oh, well, that's the thing is that he doesn't know how to growl. Like that, mm. when, he, when you go for a toy and he does this growl, it's because when I used to do that, when I would take toys away from him, I'd go, mm, so he just so does what learned. he Yeah, so instinctually, once in a while, he'll growl at another animal and it doesn't sound anything like that. Yeah. It's more like, yeah. You know what? Sounds like a real growl. <laughs> it sounds like he's got indigestion. Oh, man. True story. He once got babysat by Damon's. Uh, landlord, they mm-hmm. have kids. They loved Fertilla. They wanted to babysit him. I came to pick him up one day, and like it was like one of those things where like you could tell fifty things were going wrong at once. Like she, the the mom's on the phone. The two kids are running around screaming. Da, 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 like she's, and I'm like, what's happening? And the kids are. T- well, I'm trying to get this like horrible story that's happening to the family from the mom. The kids are like tugging on my sleeve, and I'm finally, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, what, what's up, guys? And and they go, why does Pratello burp? And I go, what do you, what do you mean? Why, what do you mean? Why do you, what do you, what do you mean? And like, when you squeeze his neck, why does he burp? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they went, we would grab him around his collar and he'd go, 
And I was like, oh, he wasn't burping. <laughs> he was growling. He was giving you, he didn't like what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. People are weird. Yeah. All right. So, guys, the rigmarole. Here it is. The Kind of Funny Games cast is a weekly podcast about video games. It's like the Game Over Greggy show, but about video games. Right. Finally. If that hasn't sold you, I don't know what will. Oh, my gosh. Monday through Thursday, you can get it on YouTube, broken up topic by topic. And then Friday, you can get the full episode. But you can get the full thing early over at kindoffunny.com. If you go to the Patreon section, which is patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Smooth cover. I say Smooth myself. cover. This is confusing, Greg. But there, there's a lot of places you can get it. You can also get it at kindoffunny.bandcamp.com for the audio version, vimeo.com slash kindoffunny for the video version. Or if you don't want to pay us at all, you can get it later on that next Friday over at iTunes, SoundCloud, and all those other places. Yeah. B- Blueberry, whatever. Is that there's a real like, thing? Blueberry yeah, is a thing? Blue, yeah, it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Okay. Some podcast service. Okay. People are like, when's it going to be on it? It's on it. So check it out. Rate us and stuff. Plus day by day on YouTube. Yep. I started with that. Oh, did you? I missed yeah, that I part. Sorry. I and for the people that are um, talking about us on the, on the YouTube, like we have different audiences and it's something that's hard to address everyone's wants and needs because some people are getting it early. Some people are getting the full thing later and some people get it broken up. Yeah. This show specifically is hard because it's about video game news. A little bit. It, we, we go for big topics, but sometimes they spring from the news. Yeah. And unlike the Game of a Greggy show, which is just, we're just talking about whatever, whenever, and it doesn't matter when you listen to it, this is a little more timely. Yeah. So people have been complaining, like, oh, we're getting their news two weeks late. The thing you guys need to realize is, we're thinking about that. This show is evolving. We're learning from stuff. But the most important thing about this is it doesn't matter when the news happens. It doesn't matter what It's more our thoughts is. on the news and what it means for the industry and all that stuff. So even if stuff happened two weeks ago, it's still relevant. Yeah, and I think that – I don't know how practical it is. We're recording on, you know, behind the curtain, Greg. <gasps> we're, we're recording on Thursday. The show will go up for our Patreons or people that want to purchase it on Friday. And then, you know, everyone will start getting it on Monday. It might make most sense for us to continue to do it on Thursdays if we can because it gets us close, close as close to the threshold, the event horizon, really. As we the could possibly, as, 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 as it's close to the event I think horizon. We just need, I, mean, I think, like, in other words, we record Monday and put it up Friday, and then people don't get it again until Monday. That that, that is late. That's see, but the thing late. is, like, I think last week we just made a misstep, mm-hmm. and the fourth topic was literally just, hey, here's our here's news stories, and today our people are on the YouTube are like, this is really old. Yeah. That's the this is the first time it's been like an overwhelming like, hey, exactly. this this isn't work. When it's we're about to launch into topic based topics, you know what I mean topic-based segments shut the fuck up <laughs> i won't take any more of your shit today stop it call it <laughs> i think that then we'll be fine yeah so this is, this oh, is gonna be fun it's an evolving kid. show <laughs> and uh i definitely want your guys' suggestions so let us know on twitter at kind of funny vids at tim gettys at game over greggy and at no taxation let us know your ideas for the show, and if you have topic ideas and any of that, we would love to hear them. I think, yeah, I think we just have to record, a, like I said, as close to the event horizon as possible, and maybe even structure the show and so that the most newsworthy, no, I don't want to say most newsworthy, because we don't bury the, the lead timely typically, but the most, yeah, the thing the that, yeah, exactly, the thing that requires timeliness the most goes in front, followed by the thing that is least timely at the end, Yeah, even if we're burying the lead. All right, then. Don't you think? I mean, that, no, that makes, makes the most sense. Topic number one, Princess Diana died. She was being chased by paparazzi. That happened oh, literally... Boy. 18 years ago. <laughs> a long time ago. We're old. All right. So, topic number one, which is slightly timely. Today, the second episode of Telltale's Game of Thrones series was announced. The release date. Right, release right, date right, right. They showed a trailer. They said next week, which is... Or no, two weeks from now. February yes. 3rd and 6th and shit, right? Exactly. So, we got the Xbox One and... No, okay. So, the PC, Mac, PS3, and PS4 versions come out on February 3rd. 
then the Xbox One and 360 will get it a day later on the 4th, and then Android and iOS will be getting it on February 5th. And then it keeps talking about how, like, it's continuing the story of the first one, obviously. Right. Episode and, uh, 2. It takes place between Seasons 3 and Seasons 5 of the show. And it's a side thing, but there's a lot of characters in the trailer. We saw Jon Snow. Have you played episode, episode 1? Stuff. I did play Episode 1. Okay. Episode 1 was my first Telltale game ever. Yes. I enjoyed it. Um, I was interested at how much people seem to love Telltale games, because yeah. I was like, I like this a lot, but, like... You know, we, we were talking Game of the Year contenders for those Walking Dead for the stuff. But Walking and, Dead's different. Yeah, and it, I, have, okay. I have not played it. All right. Um, but Clem. it's in, interesting to me that uh, the gameplay of that could qualify for Game of the Year if it is similar enough to sure. what I experienced in Game of Thrones. I did really enjoy it. The story's really cool. And there is enough there that I was like, oh, I like this. I wonder what different choices would have led me to and all that. And I, I get it. Yeah. But my question is, I, I know you two are big fans of the style of gameplay at least right yeah i mean i like i, I like adventure games yes not i'm a huge fan mm-hmm. huh i'm a huge yes fan. exactly i know just that. laying it on the table for people mm-hmm. who are getting there so my question to you is how to best this. enjoy a telltale game because i want to play the walking dead games yeah and i mean at this point they're you know season one and two are are in the can so sure. i could just play the entire seasons which i will be back. doing on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games yes. next week or by the time you hear this this week Depending on yeah. when you get it. <laughs> or if you're listening to this for free on Friday, I already did it. Mm-hmm. You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but is it best to wait and play the whole thing front to back? Or is it best to play it as it's coming out? Okay. Colin and I can sound off on this because we do it incredibly different. Colin waits until they're all out. He can do it at one one foul swoop and go. And I do them literally the night they're released, with the exception of Borderlands, which I didn't get to for a couple weeks or days or whatever. I forget. But usually, in Walking Dead specifically, and what would be I, what I I'm gonna I can let me talk about Walking Dead because I think that's the easiest one for me. That is an instantaneously I must consume it immediately because I feel like in the same way DC Comics and Mizzou and Superman are very much me, Walking Dead is very much me. You know what I mean? And with that in mind, I want to be part of that conversation immediately. And for me, that's where Telltale games differentiate themselves from other video games, right? Where it's like, I haven't played whatever. I didn't finish. I haven't finished Transistor yet, and that's not a big deal because for me, it was the gameplay of Transistor, which is really fun, fun and I want to go back. The story's whatever. That's cool. It's I like the narration, so on and so forth, but Telltale games are strictly story, right? And so for me, Telltale is episodic TV, which means when I finish it, I immediately want to talk to Mitch Dyer. I want to hit up Mitch, and I want to... Uh, you, what used to happen with The Walking Dead is that uh, when I was reviewing him, he'd get the I'd I'd play through him, see every choice. Then I'd wait for him to play hit through on his main storyline. Then we'd go go to coffee or we'd go into a room and sit there and just talk about what happened. And then when he reviewed him this last season around, same thing. I'd play through my canon canonical playthrough. Then he, we'd go in and I'd ask him all these questions about what happens if this happens and what did you do when Bonnie said and that, you know I mean all these different things like that. And just tear them apart and have them be part of this conversation and have what so many people do on message boards, right? Where they get in there and get invested in these characters and talk about what they think is going to happen next and da-da-da-da-da. For me, The Walking Dead Telltale Games are a story I care so much about that I want to be instantaneous with everybody else so that I can have a conversation with everybody about it as it happens. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, for me, part of the experience. And granted, like... It's different for me because, you know, like not only was I reviewing season one, I would then go and do uh, uh, Talking Walking Dead or Walking Talking Dead, whatever we call them on IGN, where me and Mitch would talk about them. And then this last time we were doing Playing Dead, so I was like interviewing the cast and the crew and then Mitch. And, like you know, there's all these different things where I was even more motivated to be uh, a figurehead, somebody who knew everything about this franchise and series as it went. 
that for me is what a telltale game is it is that experience and that story and being re- and, you know just being so caught up in it that you, all you want to do is think about it and talk about it and when you were talking like playing game of thrones like could this be game of the year for season one of the walking dead it was so fresh and it was so different and they weren't it's not apples to apples i feel because you know who lives and dies in game of thrones right and so now you're getting introduced these new characters and these new families and you're playing as a family that's not the tv show right or whatever but it's like okay cool so they could die at any moment and the fact that i'm jumping around so much means i'm not really getting in a rhythm of liking these people i'm just getting ready for them to roll over and do something right whereas walking dead season one is you're lee you're lee and this is this girl named clementine and all your all your sole focus is to protect her and so to go through that and have those moments of like i don't know what's going to happen here or what how do i respond that's where that gameplay and those emotions and everything else comes into play and makes it a different experience than i think what game of thrones is mm-hmm. so colin you take this a little differently what's your approach yeah, I wait till everything's released, but there's a, there's a there's a uh, there's pros and cons to this approach. Um, you know, first of all, I think I think we were talking about the game of the year kind of contention for the original Walking right. Dead season one, and that makes sense within the context of the time uh, that was 2012, right? 2011, and no, it's 2012, and it makes con- it makes sense within the context of what uh, Telltale games were before that, because. Right. Um, you know, if you didn't play, I only played a little bit of Jurassic Park with Greg. But if you didn't play something like Jurassic Park, or you didn't play something like Back, Back to the, the Future, or uh, Sam and Max, or yeah, Sam, and Sam and Max bad. is fine. Yeah, like like the but like the Walking Dead really was next level for them. I mean, the engine still sucked, and and but like the storytelling was really good, and it's a it's an IP we care about and stuff. So I think within the context of what Telltale did with that particular series, I think it made sense. I think Journey was obviously the clear winner that year, but. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes into what you're saying in terms of like you're alluding to, which is like these games don't really play that well either. Uh, Journey wasn't really a game you played. Yeah, um, it was much as an experience, and so mm-hmm. like they're similar games in that respect. But uh, I waited until all five episodes were out, and then I played them all in one day. I played them. It was actually over two days. It was like the afternoon before Thanksgiving that year, and then Thanksgiving morning I beat it. And then I played 400 Days, which is the interlude when it, when it came out between the seasons. The, the con is that if you wait long enough, you stop caring. And that's basically what happened uh, with Walking Dead Season 2, where I was like, I'll just wait. I'm excited. I want to play it. 400 Days was interesting. I don't, it was kind of unnecessary. Basically, like cash in. But, 100%. Well, um, I don't know if it was... I- Hundred percent that it wasn't necessary. I don't think it was cashing. It was just like, hey, let's do something weird and different. Oh, I, think try, de- I think it was try mechanics. More. I think it was definitely yeah. a cash in. But the the and just to let remind people like, oh, it's coming. You know, like we're doing That's something. True. That's true. But the the nature of me waiting for a season two meant that I just, by the time season two episode five came out, I was like, I don't even care. Like I, I still haven't played it because it's just it's another game on my backlog, and I think we'll talk about that later. But it's like, you know. I don't have time to even get to that anymore. So maybe it made more sense for me to play them one one at a time. The thing is, is that Telltale flies by the seat of their pants. It's as obvious as the day is long that they like really have no idea when their games are coming out um, until literally two weeks before they come out or a week sometimes. And we used to get emails and like, you know, talk to people. It's like very like, soon, like soon. And then I got to know where it's like, it's ready. It's because they're really anytime like, you see it. Anytime you see them teasing a trailer, you are within two weeks of the game. Mm-hmm. And then when it's tra- like today's trailer, I thought it would be that next week was going to be the week. And then they're like, no, it's two weeks. I'm like, all right, but that's, that's totally that's telltale's still very MO. close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so in other words, if it was like a kind of a more like resident evil revelations too, is actually really brilliant because it's episodic. I think it's four episodes and they're just doing it every week because the game's done. You know what I mean? And like that's kind of what, what I wish they would do with tell, with with The Walking Dead or with these other games is just be like the game's done and now we're going to release them once a week or once every two weeks. And if you at least had a cadence and it's like okay, the rhythm is you know every 14 days a new one comes sure. out and then I'll play it as they come, but I don't want to play the game and then wait 3 months. I mean the, the, literally the time between the episodes is, is totally random and it's not consistent. So um that's like what turned me off from playing them as mm-hmm. they come out. But What's interesting is I feel like 
it, it it's true what you're saying is totally true but the way they release games and the amount of games they're doing which you know we've talked about before on podcasts it makes them relevant all the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean like outside of beyond when we're talking about like playstation exclusives and we're talking about uncharted or naughty dog all the time even when we don't know what naughty dog's working on we're talking about them being a, a great developer right Telltale is always relevant in the conversation, which is yeah. fascinating in the way that all of a sudden they're doing it and it makes them, like I was talking about, not even so much a developer as much a network. They are they are a network, like a TV network, right? They have so many different programs going on. Mm-hmm. Again, we're, you know, this elite gaming race, this master race of video gamers who need to play everything. So, you know, we're t- we've talked before about like, is this formula getting worn out, da 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 Sure, for us it is because we're like, let's play everything. But when you are somebody who just cares about Game of Thrones or just cares yeah. about Walking Dead or just cares about Fable, then it is like just this different thing to keep you talking and thinking about this. I don't and know, what's cool weird. about that too is like once you get hooked into it, then you, you're you kind of – if you like it enough, you're interested in going back. Like for example, I'm just not a Walking Dead guy. It just never grabbed my attention and it's not something – I haven't read the books. I haven't watched the show. It's mm-hmm. just not my thing. Game of Thrones? Got into the show, started reading the books, and now it's like the game. Like, oh, I got to give this a try. Everyone loves Telltale. And I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm very excited for the second one coming out. And I'm excited enough that I'm like, I want to play the Walking Dead games because yeah. everyone liked them. And, like, that is enough for me. So the TV channel thing is kind of – it's a really good um, – Analogy. A- analogy there because when you watch a TV show, it's like you want to watch more TV shows. You watch one, there's the lead-in show, and then you can watch the show after that and all that stuff. And it's just like I'm, I'm getting hooked on this – Telltale business and Telltale's cool too is because they are just a bunch of different um, franchises that we everyone knows that are mainstream franchises and they're making these games out of them. I feel like their audience is so varied, right? And why every game has a specific audience. And like a lot, I have a lot of friends that aren't gamers that know the Walking Dead game and do play it, whether it's on their iPhone or their Xbox or I mean, and that's the other thing for Telltale. As much as we talk about how shitty their engine is and how their games barely run and da 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 da, it's like that because it's one of those lowest common denominator things that the thing will run on anything yeah. and that's how they get their games out to all these different people all these different platforms and maybe that's you know to their detriment in mm-hmm. terms of how it runs but in terms of market impact and people knowing and money they seem to be doing just fine that was something that was shocking to me playing through the first episode i was like there was a lot of issues just technical issues with like how the game ran and i was like that's it's weird like i'm playing this on a ps4 right now but then I understand that it's like it has to play on 10 different systems. Right, so right, it's right. like it isn't optimized just for the one that I'm playing on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. The, Is there the one thing about you asked the question was like how do you play them, yeah. right? Like I I I also want to point out that for me how I play Telltale games, like literally how I play them is different than how I play most games. Where I want to hmm. walk in, I want it to be dark like I'm in a movie theater and I usually want headphones. Hmm. Other games I'll play and I don't need all that stuff, you know what I mean? Like but I want I, I want surround sound, but I like, and I have the speakers and stuff out there, but I don't want to ruin it for Colin or whoever else is home, Christine usually or somebody. So I, I'll come in here, I'll shut the door, and I'll put on headphones and have it be dark and play. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's like my main concern about how I'm going to run. Uh, I, I think when I do, when I Twitch stream my first playthrough of Game of Thrones, right, I'm going to have to ignore the chat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just not chat because I don't want anybody to ruin that experience for me, but I do want people to be yeah. a part of it if they want to watch it. I definitely know? want to stream mine too. Yeah. That'd be cool. There could be different. Probably different choices. Different. We'll we're, both, we're both the purest ones. No, no, no. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm going to get nasty. If getting nasty with Marjorie is an option, I'm You're not gonna going to get for that. You Marjorie know you will won't. remember that. You're not going to get nasty with Marjorie. I love Marjorie. I though. know you do, but I'm telling you that's the thing, and that's one of the detriments of you know bringing in established characters. Who's mm-hmm. Marjorie? Is she... The she... best character in Game of Thrones? The one with the smirk? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. She played Anne Boleyn in The Tudors. Yes, same yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love yes. her. Oh my god, I love her. I'm in love with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's hot. Something man. special. She's yeah. really hot. Yeah, but you won't get it on with her. 
I a don't tell me what I will or won't do in Telltale's Game of Thrones. I'm just letting you know that's two. not going to be an option. I bet. Well, I'm excited for it. And so earlier you were saying you were saying that um you don't want to wait that long between episodes, and you were saying that in the the whole thing you have to wait and then see how all the characters are doing their thing and stuff. For me with Game of Thrones, it's like even though we don't know these characters, that's what I like about Game of Thrones is even if they're not the Starks or the Lannisters, how many characters or families have been introduced in the show that you're like, I don't give a crap about these people. The Red Priestess and all this, I don't yeah. care about, give a crap about you. And now you do because now oh, you know sure. stuff. No, no, no. I get that. And I'm not I'm not trying to take away from that. I, I think those feelings are coming. Mm-hmm. But this is very similar to me. Like, th- this is getting back to my own hang-ups about high fantasy or whatever, right? And just the fact that, like, I played through Game of Thrones Episode 1 and I had a gr- I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. But this this is this is what I was driving earlier when I was talking about this, Walking Dead being a special situation. Played through Game of Thrones Episode 1. I could not... If you asked me right now to write down the characters' names and who they are, and I, I can't... I don't... Yeah. I don't can't do I that. couldn't either, but I and, couldn't from the show. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's, and that's what I'm... And, but th- this is my thing of, like... I think Game of Thrones might be... And I'm talking about them being a network and consuming them differently and enjoying them differently. Game of Thrones for me might be one that I would have enjoyed more if I just waited for everything to be out. Mm. Because in the same way, I remember watching season one of Game of Thrones week, you know, day to, uh, Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. And Christina and I dropped out. We'd come back and every show would start, and I'm just like, I don't know who's this guy. Yeah. What is this guy's connect? I don't know. Blah blah. And then we dropped out. And then season two started, and it was amazing. And we went and marathoned. And when you can watch everything back to back to back to back to make those connections to remember, yeah. oh, that's what this person did, and da 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 da, mm. and see it play out in a quicker, you know, stance. Like I'm always talking about, like how the writers envision it when they write it. They write this story, and they keep it. They think you're going to have the same hooks throughout, and you mm-hmm. lose those week to week. That yeah. might be the difference for me in that game to make me care more about those characters. But looking back, of course, it's like even with Walking Dead season one, like the way I felt about. Kenny in episode five isn't what I thought about on at introduction of episode one when I was just like, yeah, who's yeah, Hillbilly? Yeah. yeah. With Game of Thrones, it's definitely an investment. And it, it, that show took me like, I had to watch the first episode like four times to even care. Mm-hmm. But then then I started watching it and like every single character looks like Rob Stark. And you're like, all right. But then eventually <laughs> you're like, oh, it's the Red Lady. Oh, it's the, there's like these nicknames that yeah, yeah, come yeah. up. And you're like, all right. The Red Lady, I, I, everyone's I, I, favorite. Yeah. And you get these things. And I, I just hope that by the end of the Telltale Game, Game of Thrones series that there is those nicknames you give some of these characters sure. who are like, oh, it's that person. It's that person. These characters exist. And the fact that they make the whole world, it is the Game of Thrones TV world. And it feels like it. And because they have the voice actors and the likenesses and all that stuff, I love that because I, I feel like it. I can almost treat the games as if they are just – it's another season of Game of Thrones. And I'm like, all right, I don't know these people, but I bet you I'm going to care about them eventually because I always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Next up, we're going to talk about a little Sony bend. Now, Colin. You know a lot about about Sony Bend. I have a weird obsession with Sony Bend. Actually. Yes. So well what chronicled. Happened, what happened today? Once my computer gets up, I like how you just pound on the mouse pad over and over again. It's, <laughs> it's like not, it's hit the nothing. Nothing works. So you just pound on it over and over again. There you go. Now you got the red keys. You're all set. There we go. Tim doesn't understand computers. I don't. He's adorable. All right. Type in your password. Why do you, have you ever used this computer before? Password. Hold on. He's never used this computer, Colin. He's never used a computer ever. Alright, so on Reddit today, a former employee of Sony Bend claimed, claimed former employee. Yes. Oh yes, exactly. Exactly. Cat- Allegedly. So then there was a thread on NeoGAF here where someone said, Will there be a new siphon filter? And he goes, Ha, no. Don't hold your breath on that one. Source, I worked at Sony Bend for eight years. John Garvin got burned out on siphon filter. He wanted to make something different. 
People seem to ignore that Gabe Logan died at the end of Logan's Shadow. Spoilers. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Garvin literally Came killed off the main character, so he wouldn't have to make any more Siphon Filter yeah, games. Yeah, hold on, though. I mean, in defense, as someone who reviewed this game and loved and played it back to front, maybe, I think I reviewed this one. Or me or Jeff, but we both played it back to back. Like, like it's not it's not like a definitive everyone's standing over his grave. Yeah. It's like he they walk out of a, the bar, or they're like, un, they're like their training unit or whatever, and Gabe's shot, and then Leanne is over him screaming, Gabe! And then it, it like fades to black. She's like, Gabe, Gabe, like you know, like oh, how oh. definitive he's dead. No, because that's that's that would seem more like a cliffhanger. Exactly. Right? And it says, plus despite what... despite all the praise, they didn't sell. Very low sales all around. Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense. Sadly, sad but true. The, I mean, Who the, the, PS, the PSP PS1, games, the PS One ones did fine, but um, yeah, but then that franchise. Yeah, they, I mean they kept you know they kept turning them around pretty quickly after that. I remember I had a demo of a, one of the PS One games that came on a Pizza Hut demo disc. And I played that thing so much. And then there was a demo of the third game, I think it was, second or third game. And it all it was was the opening part where you jump out of the plane with a parachute and it was in you land on the snowy mountain and you just go through that. I played that like a hundred times. Yeah. I'll never know what the rest of that game looks like. Demo discs are awesome. Yeah. Miss those days. Something special. But anyway, so they're talking about no siphon filter. Then he also talks about how they were gonna make like this company made the uh Vita Uncharted, Uncharted, Uncharted game. And they're talking about how they were there was talks about making another one of those, maybe uh Infamous game on Vita oh, God, or whatever. Yes. Colin, you have a little more insight into this. What what do you have to say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Sony Bend, I think, is like one of the hidden gems kind of of Sony Studios in the sense that, yeah, they made Siphon Filters. They made, God, they made seven of them, I want to say. Seven Siphon Filters. Sounds right. Um, in a row. Uh, and this is this goes back to when they were called Ididic. I think they were they were the, uh, they weren't even Sony Bend at the time before Sony bought them. Um, and they're just in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. And they make games or whatever, and, and eventually they got off of Siphon Filter and they made, res- you know, we, we're forgetting that they made Resistance Retribution. Which um, was awesome. Yeah, and, and that was obviously, like, another studio's game, and, um, you know, Insomniac made Resistance, and Resistance Retribution was kind of like a third-person, sure, what was the guy's name? James Grayson. James Grayson. Um, and, uh, you know, people, It was great, people man. Really it was liked so that, much fun. Yeah, people really liked that game a lot. A great third-person shooter on the on PSP. PSP. And then they made uh, Uncharted, uh, Golden Abyss, and they did a, again a really nice job uh, with someone else's story. Um, this, in this case, Naughty Dog. So, this particular rumor from the alleged ex Bend employee is saying that you know they wanted to make another Uncharted, and that Naughty Dog didn't really want them to because they were afraid of franchise fatigue. And that that makes sense to me. I believe that Uncharted Golden Abyss sold exceptionally well. Um, one of the best selling, if not the best, single best selling game on Vita. Makes sense. Um, over a million. Uh, MPD confirmed to me. A long time ago, I, I emailed them about a story or whatever, and they did confirm that Uncharted did over a million units. Um, but I'm not sure if that's worldwide. I'm not sure if that's only in the United States. I'm not sure if that's digital or retail. Who the hell knows? Um, it's a lot of units for, yeah. for you know, especially back when Vita was really... I mean, Vita's always been struggling, but when there was no, you know, very few Vitas. So a lot of people bought Uncharted. It's not surprising that Sony would want another one. Um, what's more interesting is that Greg and I, and I think especially me, have been talking for a long time about how Infamous needed a game on Vita. And that God it made a lot, did it. And that it made a lot of sense... To put Infamous on Vita, and why isn't Infamous on Vita? It doesn't make any sense, and especially with uh, Cole and PlayStation All Stars. That was our big plan. Um, that was our big. That was our big. Mm-hmm. That was our big scheme of why this is happening. Yeah, and they're this, still pushing him. And especially with Second Son, where Cole is literally like spoilers. I, I, yeah, spoilers about Second Son if you haven't played it. Like Cole is literally nowhere to be found in that game, which was like really, really surprising to me because I was like, he's got to be. The, like I, I waited until the end of that game. Like he is definitely in this game. He is the bad guy in this game. You know, I, and, I was expecting like be- a post credit sequence of just like crackling lightning or whatever as he walks up on Delson spray painting. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that 
they have like some they had some weird mixed plans for Infamous that then then come to fruition. And who knows what Sucker Punch is going to do with Infamous if if it's going to continue or if another yeah, studio if will do it. I mean, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with that too. But um, so it makes sense. I believe everything he's saying. Uh, I also believe that when you work at a studio like Bend that made their own game and made their own product like Siphon Filter for a really long time and then got well known as taking good care of other people's IP, that eventually you kind of be, to inspire your people. You got to make something original again, and it's probably for the be- the health of the studio that they make their own game. Um, we've known that Ben has been working on a PS4 game for a long time, um, and uh, all of their every Sony owned studio is working on a PS4 game. Um, says Shuhei Yoshida. So yeah, Shuhei Yoshida himself says that. Um, so even studios like Bend or like uh, Sony Cambridge or some other studios that you might expect would be working on Vita games are actually working on PS4 games. It's not to say that they're not also working on Vita games. Um, so and they probably aren't working on Vita. Games. <laughs> well, 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 I think I think it's, I think it is very safe to assume that Studio Japan is working on Vita games. Sure. Um, but uh, probably Gravity Days too, and and whatever else. Patapon. So I don't know, man. Uh, it's 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 interesting. It's always interesting to hear something out of Ben because they are the quietest Sony studio, and I think the most overlooked Sony studio. Um, I would have expected that they would be much closer to showing their game than they are. Let's not forget that Golden Abyss went gold um, in For the Japan, in, in, in Japanese, yeah, in fall either. of 2011, and it was a launch game in Japan. We, I have the Japanese version, and it's just the English version. Um, so they've not Doesn't they've have not the re- black market. So Colin. They've, they've not released a game for twelve. Like it's been like three and a half years. Like they should definitely be well on their way. But it seems like they lost a lot of time in, po- in pre production. I was going to say, how much do you think it was that? Yeah, they were working on Uncharted: Golden Abyss two, and then they're like, no, and then they started doing pre production on Infamous, and then it was like, no. Mm-hmm. That seems like that that this it. There's a lot of logic. To what could easily be a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is... Colin and I could sit here and spin a whole bunch of rumors on why something's happening at Evolution. You'd be like, well, it kind of makes sense. I yeah. mean, but but what he's saying makes sense in the sense that... I mean, it, I mean, maybe he just... Maybe he's lying and he just knows this, you know, knows the way developers work really well, but that, you know, they they made and scrapped a bunch of demos for the Uncharted sequel on Vita, um, well, you know, the sequel to Golden Abyss. Um, that takes time and resources to make. Yep. Um, and I know that they worked really intimately with Naughty Dog and Amy Hennig at the time to make Golden Abyss. A lot of the resources and, and assets in that game come from Naughty Dog. So, um, you know, that makes sense. The infamous thing makes sense. Sucker Punch kind of controls that. And if they're going to make an infamous game right around the time when Second Son comes out, that's probably not a good look. That makes sense. Um, well, this goes back to the fan- thing we're talking about, franchise fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, get another Golden Abyss or whatever out. And then it's like, well, no, we have Uncharted Four coming. It needs to be a big deal. There has to be ga- a gap there. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we'll get another. We'll get an Infamous out. Well, no, we're launching Second Son. There needs to be a gap there. Mm-hmm. The biggest, the biggest thing that he says in there is that they've lost. All, they've they've had a lot of brain drain there, um, and that doesn't make. That doesn't surprise me either. Considering again, you have to inspire your people to do their own IP. It's probably not very fun to be a studio outside of Naughty Dog, for instance, and write an Uncharted game and have to pass everything through them um, because they control that IP. So. Everything makes sense in there. I just, I just think we're closer than farther away from from seeing what they're working on. Mm. Yeah. So this idea of franchise fatigue. Do you think that every franchise can hit that, or yes. are there some games that can just come out whenever they want and it's fine? I think for me, it comes down to yes, everything can hit that. Period. I, it, it it depends on what you're selling. I think we see Call of Duty every year, right? And people aren't. It's maybe waning a bit, yada, 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 but it's not tanking, right? It's not doing... Plateauing. It's not doing Guitar Hero, mm-hmm. you know, Nosedive or anything like that. And that's because that's a franchise that's based on online and tight gameplay, right? It's not based on story and character in this, right? And that's and when you start moving around these different, you know, from Black Ops to Advanced Warfare or whatever, 
you start getting around different characters and different storyline. The antithesis of that for me, and I think a lot of gamers, clearly by the numbers, is Ratchet and Clank. So many Ratchet and Clanks on PS2, and then they fucking kept coming on PS3, and then by the time they realize something's wrong, they're like, well, now we'll do all for one. Now we'll we'll put them into different scenarios and yeah. different kind of games, and people were like, no, mm-hmm. stop. You know what I mean? And like They stopped, and now they're rebooting. They're not rebooting, but they're remastering. Uh, you know, one re- building it, it from the ground up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's an example of like for sure franchise fatigue, right? Of yeah. like when you when your selling point is Ratchet and Clank, not Call of Duty, guns and whatever, and this and futuristic mm-hmm. warfare or old school warfare or whatever. Yeah. yeah. When it's just like it's based on two characters, yeah, that totally mm-hmm. becomes a thing. And I, I'm worried about that with not. I think I think the worry for that with Uncharted was real for three. I think like we always talk about, right? If three would have come out as two and two would have come out as three, the same thing would have happened where people were like, "Well, man, two so or three so much better than you know." What I mean, like you compare whatever that whatever game would have filled the hole of three would have been like, "Well, it's not as good as two as the other one." And yeah. so like now that we've had that Uncharted four, I think can easily supersede everything and be like, "This is the best Uncharted." Blah blah. But even then, it's like, all right, like how much how many more shenanigans can Drake get into and us not get sick of them? Mm-hmm. So do you think that with the the Vita games specifically, the franchise fatigue can also hit when it's a console game versus a handheld game, even if they're different games. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, I would take it a step further. Greg, nothing is immune to franchise fatigue. Nothing, and and it's not only franchise; it's types. Like we talk about with with superhero movies and superhero TV shows and all this. Sure. Nothing is is immune to 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 satur- like hitting a saturation point. You can see it everywhere. Like saturation points are just being hit everywhere. The thing is that companies won't stop until they hit it. Mm-hmm. it Seems like Sony was trying to be smart enough to be like, we don't want to hit it. Yeah. Um, like we Uncharted is the most important thing we have and we do not want to hit saturation point with Uncharted because then we're going to be in a lot of trouble um, because that is our marquee title that is our Halo basically um, and so you have to be smart with it and I respect that I mean I think they know they could put an Uncharted out on Vita another Uncharted sell a bunch of Vitas and a bunch of copies of the game but they don't see that it's worth it because it might affect Uncharted 4's bottom line a game that could sell 10 million copies you know mm-hmm. so it's it's a you know it's, it's, it's an interesting problem to have but yeah nothing is immune to Nothing is immune to that kind of stuff. Like you, you push and you shove something down anyone's throat as you're seeing with so much shit in nerd culture right now, and it's gonna it's gonna rubber band. It's inevitable. It happens. It's going to happen. So it's smart that they manage it. I'd rather I'd rather have too little than too much of it. Exactly. Good yeah. And you you ask about you know is it still a thing for from console to handheld? I think the problem you're always running into is the fact that inevitably there will be a large portion of gamers who assume that the handheld version is in fact worse. It's always going to be watered down. Mm-hmm. It is always this. I stand by that Peace Walker is still the best Metal Gear, right? And I can give you a laundry list of reasons. But I, Crazy, still, get, I but... still get laughed at every time I say it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how much I back it up and how much I really believe that. It's still like, there's, it's impossible. Metal Gear Solid 4 was a 10. And it's like, this is so much better than 4. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, that's the, that's the problem is like, putting something on a handheld, you're already bringing down the quality of the graphics, this, that, and the other, and people are already going to sit there and go, well, it's nowhere near as good as like yeah. we always talk about with Golden Abyss, right? That that game has sold incredibly well, but it's still not talked about on that level. When in fact, it's better than Drake's Fortune. You know what I mean? Like it's a better game than Drake's Fortune. It does a lot of cool yeah, stuff that far. it doesn't get credit for. It's by far mm-hmm. a better game. Yeah, than and that's Fortune. the same thing. With and I, I'm not trying to, I, I'm not trying to take a shot at Colin because I usually do this in a joking fashion. I still think Re- Resistance Retribution is probably my favorite Resistance. Resistance Three, I think, is a better game probably overall. But I enjoyed mm-hmm. James Grayson and the focus, especially compared to the Nathan Hale games. You know what I mean? Like for one, for my money, way better than one and two, just because it was a, a good the way it was based on the story and how much fun it was to experience, right? And mm-hmm. just go through, but. Nobody nobody talks about resistance retribution. Now, granted, nobody talks about resistance usually. <laughs> but <laughs> That's even the when, problem. I know. Even when we do, 
What a big dog. Yeah. yeah. It isn't in the conversation. It'll come back one day. I feel it in my bones. I can feel it coming. That's a game that should be rebooted. No. So do you think that uh, the Infamous is on that same level of Uncharted? Like, obviously, Uncharted no. is the halo of Sony. But with the Infamous, like, can it have another Vita game? Like, should that have had another Vita yeah, game? Yeah, that was weird. There's two There's two IP, Sony-owned IP, that make no sense that they weren't on Vita. God of War and Infamous. And the mm. fact that, like, neither of those games came to Vita is confusing to me. And I still don't believe it, like, when, like, that it's... It, it, one of those has to come. Like, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Infamous is certainly not... Nothing's on the level of Uncharted, except for Gran Turismo in, ter- in, in the Sony Studio family of IP in terms of sales and, and prestige. And... Infamous, especially infamous, like there's room for infamous on Vita to tell a story that gaps two and Second Son, and there's certainly uh, room in the God of War lore, even if they reboot it, to tell different stories with Kratos, even though Kratos is a boring character, in my opinion. Uh, so I was shocked. Like I thought for sure infamous would come to Vita. I was positive. I was positive. Yeah, we talked about it all the time. Like, uh, like I was like, oh, this is it. I, I thought maybe it'd be like a second party studio doing it, like Double Eleven or something. But I, I thought like I didn't think Sucker Punch itself was gonna make the game, but. Um, but it is weird. It's it's it is very weird. But I, with again with Cole's inclusion in All Stars, Infamous Two did really well and was critically uh, critical success. Infamous Second Son sold really well. I think it was a way worse game than Infamous Two and Infamous One. But agreed. Um, they want that series to be something. I don't think that series is going to go away. I just think it's a matter of like who does the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is strange that that Infamous never came to Vita, and I think that I can understand the argument with Uncharted. I do not understand the argument with Infamous, and I certainly don't understand the argument with God of War. Um, because God of War hasn't had a ca- like a, a, a real release since 2010, you know. So yeah. it's, it, Ascension came out, but no one, you know. But see, I wonder how much that was the problem. Is that Ascension yeah. came out and everybody's like, eh, and it was like, ooh, like hold was on, that pump that your point of yeah, franchise yeah. fatigue, well, or, or it was, was a, right? It was about to be right, mm-hmm. like it was about to be like that. All right, and the next one would be too much if it's not amazing. I think I I'm I don't think we'll get another infamous game for quite a while. And I think they're gonna. I think Sucker Punch is gonna move in a different direction. I don't even think Sony's gonna hand the Infamous off to somebody right away. I just think that that when you think about Infamous, and I love Infamous, you know that. You know I'm a huge fan. Evidence by the wall in the living room. That's all Infamous crap. Infamous for the most part has never had a home run game. There's games Colin and I love. A lot of people. Second Son did really well in reviews, right? But there's it's not. It's never been in Uncharted, right? Mm-hmm. And they've always. I think you when. Uh, it's been brought up in interviews before, and, and they, they've said, like, we're happy to be Naughty Dog's little brother or whatever. And it's like, nobody really wants to be the little brother. You know what I mean? And I'm sure PlayStation doesn't want to keep investing money in a franchise that hasn't hit out of the park because eventually mm-hmm. somebody's going to be like, why do they keep making these? You know what I mean? Yeah. What are they? What is the story? And, like, Infamous uh, Second Son really doesn't end, in either ending for me at least, on a note of, like, I can't wait to see what happens next. That's it's like Delson was a boring character. Yeah, exactly. And he I think people no know that. He was yeah. no Cole. He was no Cole. <laughs> I served with Cole McGrath, sir. And you served. That was so frustrating, wasn't it, when Cole wasn't in that game? I was so annoyed. I was I was authentically annoyed. I was really I remember like like I because I beat it in Platinum before it even came out. And I was I was like, I can't fucking believe that Cole isn't in this game. He is nowhere in this game. You know? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, there's a sign that references McGrath's cafe or whatever the hell it is, or electronics or whatever. I'm like, nah. How can you just that char- How is that That's character not, not the bad guy in this game? I do not get it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like that. That infuriated me. That said, first light, the arena combat was fucking awesome. Was really really awesome because the combat in, that, in those games. Is, yeah, and, no, no, and, the, and yeah, the traversal is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. moment to moment gameplay second person. But yeah, the, but the game. I was dis- I, I don't want to say I was disappointed. I think Infamous Second Son was a great game, but. Compared to Infamous, especially Infamous 2, Infamous 2 is so special. That was yeah. a special game. And 
Second Son didn't, you know, with how how much they hyped that game, and they clear they got extra time to finish it too, sure. because it seemed like it was supposed to be a launch game, um, or a launch window game, which it was not. Uh, it depends on maybe they're using the Nintendo <laughs> Windows. Very, loo- very loose, very loose term of window. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know. So with this Ben stuff, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm excited to see what they... I know that those guys have talent. They've shown it with other people's stuff. I want to see what they can do with their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll see that game this year. I don't think it'll be released this year, but I think we'll see it. Yeah. Good. Cool. Next up, Club Nintendo is closing down. Nintendo's going to have some sort of new rewards program. Right. Starting January 20th, they're going to stop doing the whole accepting the codes for, for oh, the games no. and all that stuff. Where will you get your hats? It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for us. Yeah, it's gonna be really tough for us Nintendo fans. But now here's the thing: Lay I'm a huge it. Nintendo fan. Yeah, this Club Nintendo stuff. I hit the the platinum, the elite, and all that stuff just because you buy the games. And yeah, it just it just naturally happens at a certain point. Sure. I've never gotten anything that I'm like, oh yeah, thanks guys. I really wanted that. This made what my have life you better. gotten? Run me through the laundry list of things you've gotten. Honestly, it got to the point that I stopped even picking it. I just was like, I this stuff doesn't interest me enough to to get it. Yeah. Um, I got the playing cards. That was cool. You know, and that was the fun thing that everyone wanted. You're like, oh, I wanted those things. Then it's like, well, great. I have, now I have Nintendo playing, playing cards, cards that yeah. I could have just bought other different Nintendo playing cards and been fine for $3. You know, in Japan, there was a lot of really cool things. Like, I'm super into video game music and collecting CDs and stuff. So I remember they had the Mario Galaxy 1 and I think and 2 soundtracks. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then it never came to America. Sure. Recently, I think the most recent thing I got was uh, Smash Bros. posters. Oh, okay. They're like posters made when as they were announcing all the new characters. Sure, there were sure. Like three different ones with like just the, featuring the new characters. And that's cool, but they're just posters, you know? And I guess it's one of the things that's like, well, what do I expect from this? Yeah. Like, I'm just buying the game. Like, they have given out a Mario hat, though, didn't they? And a Tanuki tail, I don't know. Just a hat? The hat. Someone's gotten a hat out of Club Nintendo. Guaranteed. Yes. Uh, but most of the time, it's just posters or just like little doodads that. And are, you get coins, right? That you can. What's well, the coins that you can use for your shop? But it's you know ridiculous amounts to get nothing, and a lot of times you can only use them for certain stuff. And um, it's been interesting. And it's one of those things where it's like I want it to be better, but I don't really have an answer to what I want sure. from it. And they say that they are rebooting it. There is going to be something new, and it's interesting to me because they've been doing this for quite a while. Like, six years, since, wasn't it? Six years, yeah. So yeah. since the I think the Wii was kind of the the first time it like came into into our beautiful world. But what do you guys like? What would you want from a reward system? I mean, I always thought Club Nintendo was cool. Uh, I think, yeah, you're talking about all this stuff. Like, oh, what do you want with this kind of crap or whatever? It's like, it's just, it's swag, right? It's the same crap we get and we give away. And I call everything crap, just like I call everybody kids, right? Just like the same t-shirts and tchotchkes we get when we go to events in E3 and stuff, right? And really quickly, that stuff stops mattering because we get it all the time. But for a normal person and, you know, Joe Blow, Oklahoma or whatever... A city named after famous Joe Blow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big deal, right, to get playing cards or to get a poster, to get something that's way outside of your normal realm. And it's nice to be recognized, right? Like, I like the idea of buying these games, getting rewarded for it. Like, it's always a big deal. Like, I mean, like, PlayStation does it on such a small thing, of right? Of like, oh, you spent over $100 in this month or whatever, so you get an extra $10. Or when they'll send those emails out to people who platinum games, like, you're in the top, you're in the 1% who actually went and got the kills on platinum. Congratulations. Like, Gamers like being recognized. People like being recognized. So it's cool that like games you're going to buy no matter what are can get you stuff, even mm-hmm. if you don't cash them in or do anything with them. I like that idea, right? I wish more people did that. What would I want to see out of the program? Cooler things. Like it, it should be that a free amiibo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, coins that aren't out of control, right? In mm-hmm. terms of like, okay, you're getting money off or a percentage off, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, exclusive items for your, your me, different puzzle pieces, stuff like that. 
What about you, Colin? Uh, I agree. I think Club Nintendo was, had it had it as right as it as it anyone had it. I guess is what I'm saying. Because people look at achievements and trophies, and they and they wonder, and I wonder. I'm like, well, what, you know, we like to get the you know Greg and I like trophies on PlayStation. And it's like, well, what is the real point of this? But beyond the the yeah. point of of just you know having them to show up digitally. So I like the idea that Nintendo had this thing where you can. Um, buy a product and kind of register it and just get points for buying their products. It made a lot of sense and it makes you want to buy their products so it works for them too and then they just kind of give you little tchotchkes and shit like that. And I like the coin idea. People have been tweeting us a lot saying like 250 coins will get you Super Metroid which is pertinent because that's mm-hmm. what we're doing for game our first book club. Uh, uh, yeah, our game of the month kind of book club thing are kind of funny. Um, but what I would really like to see is a combination of the two. Like I want to see trophies for instance on the PlayStation platforms mean something um, and mm-hmm. I want to see Sony just include little sheets you know of paper with their first party games or whatever where it's like register this and you get some points and and, and etc and so on and then you can buy little tchotchkes or get special uh in-game items or icons and stuff like that yeah, just basically they did that remember you remember the playstation rewards program where they went through and did that where if you it was just in beta it was a, it was a test group or whatever but i you know through ign i had to buy a million things i was running the playstation channel so i hit legendary status oh yeah and, and, and so you get it, those icons it yeah. gave you different icons that would say legendary and they got rid of that right yeah well yeah it just was one of those things i'm assuming that it, you look at the interaction with it and how much it really mattered and mm. da, 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 it wasn't a big enough deal for them but that's what i'm talking about just like a tip of the hat is all anybody's ever looking for right like to say hey you're cool it's like on our twitch streams right like our subs get the little kind of funny guy next to them and yeah. that's a cool way to stand out and be like hey i'm part of something and i do something and uh, you know what you guys are saying makes a lot of sense and it's one of those things where i feel like if you did combine the two things, I, I the idea of it being tied to it, you have to buy it and then you get just, you register this thing you bought. It's so cumbersome and you have to go and it there's, is, like, yeah. there's a serial code. You put this in here. You have to make an email again. You have to do all this. I don't like that. I like the idea more like if it was more achievements and trophies based, that's awesome. It's you have this game, play the game, and then we'll give you rewards. If you got coins based on what you did, even if it was just save file you have a save file for this game on your system or yeah, whatever yeah. if you got points for that i'd be i think that's cool or even if you like st- things you download and dlc and all that stuff i just don't like the idea that it's at least with club nintendo it's solely tied to you purchasing their products and then taking the extra five minutes to go to their website and put in a serial code something they're making this unintuitive right? yeah yeah, they, yeah. I mean, it's nintendo so it's I'm very no surprise very yeah. unintuitive but if it was something where it was just like you know with the smartphone take a picture of the little qr code and then it's just done yeah or um stuff like that and the, the with the playstation reward thing i remember that and like those little the legendary status and all that that's great i yeah. would have loved that on Nintendo stuff, like I want people to know how legit I am. Yeah, I'm pretty legit. Yeah, it's funny. On the other end of that is, and I remember laughing so hard when I when right before Wii U came out when they were like, "We have no achievement system," and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me! You have to be absolutely kidding me!" You know, I, I thought for yeah. sure that that was going to be something that was going to be cool, and that if they really were bold, they would have went back into all the virtual console games and gave them whatever you know trophies, or whatever the hell they were going to call them. Because people, because people, because people would. Can you imagine? I, no, I couldn't imagine because I was really excited about like when Wii U like. September, October, or you know, August, September before Wii U came, I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. Like, I really think they're gonna do something cool, and I'll go back and buy all that fucking shit. You know, like yeah. just to just to like go get uh, just to get the yeah, and just every to, Mega Man. Yeah, like oh, that'd be awesome. You know, and they like it's funny. They on one hand they get, I guess what I'm saying is like on one hand Microsoft and Sony get like how to reward players in game, right, with achievements and trophies and how, why they matter. People that say they don't matter and they don't care, that's great. A lot of people do like them, and, yeah, and, and, and they're more than more than ever. Um, and, uh, on the other hand is Nintendo not understanding the, how to reward people in game and not how to like, how to interconnect their games with something like trophies or achievements, which was like a laughable mistake. And I still can't believe that they like haven't patched that in yet. Um, 
but they do understand how to like reward their people with tangible goods. So a combination of the two would be good. But there's something dangerous about tying um, monetary reward or something to to trophies and achievements because of how easily they can be glitched. I mean, this exactly. was exactly. this was the same this was the same reason why PSP never got trophies to begin with. Is Sony wanted to patch PSP trophies and they were like, "Well, you guys can just break the shit out of the game. So why would we do that?" And then ruin it for everybody. Yep. Um, so they're cognizant of that kind of and stuff. That's too. So that's complicated. The, that's why the Nintendo system is cumbersome. You know what I mean? Because you have to buy it, open it, and it's a one-time use thing. It's not like something, yeah, you could yeah. just QR and pass to Kevin. He QRs it, too. Oh, he would do that. He passes it to Fredo, and Fredo doesn't oh, know what a Nintendo game is. Yeah, so we'd stop. Monsters. Just give up. Yeah. He doesn't want no chops. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant can of worms. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of it being there. I like the idea of, you know, that option being there for people to belong. Like, you know, it's, it worked the opposite on me, right, of where I buy two, three Nintendo games a year, right? Maybe four, I guess. And so I'd open them up and see it. I'm like, this is too much work. I'm like, yeah, to go register to go it. do this. Like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to hit a status yeah, that matters. That's the point. I don't think that I registered any of the previous, um, see, this is something right now. I'm saying this. It's like, I got so used to not doing it that I didn't register Smash Bros on the 3DS and the Wii U. And mm-hmm. I missed out on the Smash Bros soundtrack. I'm so mad about this because gotcha. I wanted that. But I was like, eh, I'll get to it. And then I never did. Yeah. But again, why does it have to be so complicated? It's, it's really not that complicated. I am over exaggerating how complicated this is. But it's not. But it's as, a step. It's no, definitely it's definitely not as easy as I want it to be. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, we talk about it because we exist on YouTube and the internet, right? And like, the, like you can see on your tweets when you're like, "Hey, check out this cool thing I did." And you put a link in there. You can see the number of people who are engaged enough to click on the link, and that's just going like this. And it's so few, so few people do it. Let alone open a thing. Remember that you're opening it to play the game you just bought. You want to mm-hmm. play to pop it in to come back. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, no, no, thanks, man. No, yeah. no, son. <laughs> Um, but Nintendo did do good with the the they do these deals all the time and PSN does this too where it's like you know if you buy this game you get 50% off that game and like they did recently there was like a, a big sale where you buy some of the old Mario Bros games and you, the rest of the series you can get cheaper and stuff and I love stuff like that I wish that was tied into this reward system because obviously these are the people that are going to buy Super Mario Bros for the 15th time Yeah, you know it's I would like it if Mario Bros. 2 and 3 came at a discount or something like that. Only if it was obvious that I had owned them previously and all sure. that, the stuff like that. So I feel like that would be a big step for them and it could help a lot. And PlayStation 2, they're at the point now where they have these PS1 games, PS2 games, PS3 games, the PlayStation Now, where if they can come up with something like that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, batch bundling. Like, right, yes. it's smart enough in there to see that you're, you know, they call the Super Mario Pack or whatever. That you, you Super Mario All-Stars, maybe. Mm, I think that's taken. Mm. I think that's happened. Maybe call it Super Smash Brothers. All-Stars. Brothers. There you go. All right, guys. Rounding out this episode, this beautiful, beautiful episode of the Kind of Funny Gamecast. Games cast. Game is cast. our gaming backlogs. Yeah. Where are we at right now? There's a lot of games coming out. We're in the beginning of the year, which means we got a lot to look forward to in 2015. Sure. Earlier we were talking about Game of Thrones episode two. I'm excited for that yeah. in the coming weeks. Yeah. But obviously, as people that have full time jobs, even though we didn't expect things to be so full time. Yeah. We haven't had that much time to play video games. Right. Besides the streaming and the let's plays and all that. But we haven't had time to sit and just play through games and experience them the way we want to. Right. And a lot well, of the times that's the thing, there's a big difference between performing a game and playing a game sure. a lot of people like you're so bad at smash bros it's like hey first off i'm not claiming to be good at smash bros but second off you put that lot, on me it's harder to, to play games while talking to a camera while talking to people and right. like trying to create something that's entertaining creating entertainment and playing a game are two different things sure and uh there is you know some common denominators between them but besides that it's like it's sometimes i just want to play a game specifically single player games i just want to sit there and you know, i just want to play it i want to make my mistakes and i don't want 
couple to hear thousand how much people judging me yeah, in the yeah, comments yeah, yeah. or telling me what to do and all that stuff. And half of them are wrong and all this shit. But sometimes I do want that. And so I, I go for that. So I haven't had the time to sit and play a bunch of games yeah. that I wanted to play. What are you guys I mean, trying to make time for? The best part about launching this business when we did, January 5th, is that we did it when there was honestly a, a quiet breath in gaming, right? Where it was like... <sighs> All right, we can do this right now, and it's not going to completely. It's not like we're doing it during review season. And we're doing it during the run up to Black Friday, where we're going to miss a million things and not have time for it. I would I hope we were on better track so that we're going to be ready for. I mean, H one Z one. I still want to play, and I know it's a complete pile yes, of garbage and everything. Hearing. But I want to be a part of that, right? Mm-hmm. And it sucks that I haven't been able to be. So there's that. Then it's. I mean, I'm looking forward now. I'm not even getting to your question. Oh, I guess H one Z one's in my pile. But, like, we're still to the point of, like, the next things to worry about are, like, for me, Dying Light, Game of Thrones, uh, Order. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're starting to hit into these games that got pushed. Bloodborne isn't too far off either, then, when you look at it that way. But this January time frame has been quiet enough to where it's, like, I'm not missing out. I don't feel like I'm screwing myself over. And so, when I look back at my backlog, my backlog is still... It's still in a place of just, like, little things... I don't... There's not that much that I feel like I need to catch up on. Like, I need... I still... Like, I keep talking about this, right? Like, I played so much Transistor at preview events that when I finally got it, it wasn't striking the right chord. So, I got three hours in or something and stopped. And mm. now, I can't... I gotta restart that game and go. And I keep talking about doing that, right? But, like, Dragon Age isn't a game that speaks to me. And I, I played an hour of it, maybe even less. And I was just like, totally get what's up. Watch Christine play a lot. Totally respect what they're doing. Not my game. I don't want to go back to it. Far Cry. Played a ton of it leading in, you know, we did so many Let's Plays at IGN with it that by the time I got home and I started going into it, I was just like, it's Far Cry 3, which was amazing. And I know all the new stuff it has, which is amazing, but I don't want to go, I don't want to go play that. You know what I mean? I still need to beat Costume Quest. So, so far it's Transistor and Costume Quest. Mm -hmm. Costume Quest, I, you know, I I played on a stream in December because that was when I could finally get to it. And I still have a lot left in that that little campaign too. But that's another game that doesn't stream well mm-hmm. it's a game that is i want to just sit there and laugh at the jokes and the no dialogue and enjoy myself but it's not my backlog doesn't feel as crazy as i think it sometimes gets it starts getting crazy when i look up there and i'm like shit right i want to i do want to do for a throwback thursday death and return of superman i do want to play ghostbusters on nes you know you see all these cartridges that yeah. are games i played and beat when i was a kid but i mean are up there that i want to do for our content mm-hmm. and like balancing that with the Walking Dead stream with our daily Let's Plays with The Order, with Bloodborne, with Uncharted, yeah. like all the games that are actually going to come out. The fucking Batman DLC that I still want to do. The the mm. Mr. Freeze stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's all these little things out there that are like not even backlog. It's just mini, mini annoyances that I want to try to get quelled before we get to the heart of the season. Hmm. And the season being this year. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, that's that's the, the, pro- <laughs> the problem has gotten bad. It's gotten really bad because... Even before we left IGN, there's just no time. There's just no time to play anything. I think Transistor is a good example. I never played Alien Isolation. I never played Shadow of Mordor. I never played Dragon Age. Um, you know, I never got to screw around with Costume Quest. I never got to, you know, even Citizens of Earth was a game that I really, you know, is a game that I really want to sit down with and play now. Ironclad Tactics is out now. I want to be Resident Evil again. Like, it, it, eventually you just have to choose, like, 10% of this yeah, stuff and yeah. just be like, like, especially with Shadow of Mordor and Dragon Age, I actually really wanted to play. I like Western RPGs and I really wanted to play those games but it's just not gonna happen you know plus there's all this shit on vita that comes out like every fucking week that like i really want to play <laughs> you know like i just download them and just never play them ever sweet it in i was so where sweet it into where sweet it into i got sweet it into i played 45 minutes of it and then something happened and i totally never yeah. got back to it and now i'm to the point of do i restart that game mm-hmm. like what is even happening i know i'm cleaning tar off the ground 
Why? What's happening? <laughs> See, that's that's the worry I have about uh, Majora's Mask coming up. Yep. Where it's like I know I'm gonna want to play it. I'm super excited for it, but like I'm worried that I'm just not going to. That's my. And then same... if I do, I'm gonna play it for a little bit and then just be lost and not know where I am. And then it's... that's my thing with mm-hmm. Grim Fandango coming out. Is like I never played Grim Fandango and I know how special a game it is and what how important it is to adventure games. And so like yeah. I'm going to start it and play it, and, like, I remember when I didn't like adventure games because they were cumbersome and weird, and how does this water bottle, how does this water bottle interact with that light to, you know, turn on this to make them, and I was like, oh, and, like, that's that's what's going to happen, is I'm going to sit down with Grimm and play 15, 20 minutes of it and get to that puzzle and be like, all right, I got to stream something else, I'll do, you know, know, I'll never get back to it. Destiny, I want to be level 30 in Destiny, which is not hard, and I'm, like, level 25 because I get to do an hour of it, and then I'm totally pulled away from it forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's a huge problem, especially as we get older, and 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 I can't even I can't even fucking fathom how people with real responsibilities and is that with not, a child yeah, oh, having man. a kid to take care of and play games. I, like, I'm not saying we don't have responsibilities because we do. We we have a business and it's busy work and it's it's, it's hard. Responsibility it's, it's right hard. here in Portillo, obviously. I know, but uh, but it's just it's insane. Like it sucks because I really feel a little bit of emptiness the last year or so in my own life because I don't have time to sit and play, and it's really. You have to pick and choose, man. But like the more the more you put off the games, the further detached you become from the games and what they mean mm-hmm. at the time. Which is why I really have been saying for a long time, I need to make time. I need to make time. There's just like it's got to come at the sake of something of relationships or or just free time or reading or whatever. Like it's got to come because, mm-hmm. um, like you like you were saying, like playing on a stream, like I was playing Resident Evil today. You know, it's just we were just screwing around, having a good time, and not really even caring about how we were doing. That's not how I really want to play Resident Evil. I want to turn the lights off and really get into it. That game's scary and um, and atmospheric, and so I want to play in that respect. It's just it's funny when I look at my trophies. People say like, "What what good are trophies if you don't care about them?" At the very least, it chronicles what you've done, which is pretty cool. And when I look at my trophies going all the way back to when they launched in two thousand eight, man, I played a shit ton of games until this this past year. Just I played like everything, and yeah. it wasn't just like dabbling. It was like I was beating the shit out of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was during the time when like Cheryl was away, right? Yeah, and that's and, a big part of it, right? Like that's that's what. And this isn't our lamenting having loved ones, or but it's you know like <laughs> we work all day doing this, right? And now like when I like we're gonna leave, and I immediately have to edit this to get this up for Patreon, and then I immediately have to work on oration, and then in there I have to cook dinner for Christine, and then I want to hang out with Christine, and then it's just like, so at what point am I legitimately gonna stream H one Z with that? I'm not. I'm not, unless I want to stay up till two in the morning and then be shit tomorrow for all the streams and crap we have to do. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's like the the sucky part of being an adult and Mm -hmm. doing all these things and not even owning this business because when we had jobs before, it was the same exact thing. It's just like trying to get in a rhythm. And I really feel like we're maybe next week going to hit our rhythm. We're close. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's just these stupid trips that I keep taking and doing things with. Things are happening. That's part of the rhythm. So, for me, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to not, there's not too many games coming out soon that I'm like, I need to play this. Game of Thrones, I'm going to play, and this Ori in the Blind Forest, which we yeah. uh, you should check out youtube.com slash kind of funny games. There's a reacts piece we did on that. We got to play a little bit of it, and I was super into it, and I'm excited for that. And uh, I'm going to make time to play that for nice. sure. Now, looking back at my backlog, it, Sunset Overdrive that is a big mm. thing, that is a big missing part of my, my backlog. Sorry, that a game that I, I haven't even turned on. That's a game that I know very little about, but just watching it, I'm like, this looks fun. This yeah. looks like something I would enjoy a lot. Again, I don't have a X- – well, I do have an Xbox One, but I've, it's in a box. I'm trying – like, it's, it's a long story. I didn't it's mean a to buy it. I did buy it. I have it. I'm trying to sell it. It's a whole deal. But I think at this point, I might just open it and just keep it because yeah. I'm like, I want to play these games. Yeah. And I don't have to borrow yours to play Ori or play it here. Yeah, it's rigmarole. God forbid you fucking make some content here. <sighs> it's, I know. It's hard. 
But well, so that's the thing, though, is I have this problem where I'm addicted to old games. I've told you guys mm-hmm. before, I essentially skipped out on the whole PS3, Xbox 360 generation. Like, I, I played a handful of games. I would probably say I beat a good 15 games, solid, straight through and all that. And that means I missed out on a lot. And again, I feel like I've played more games than just the normal person. Yeah. I've played a percentage of the games that you guys have played as professional, the coolest dudes in video games, right? But I missed out on so much stuff, specifically the Batman games. Oh, so man. we've talked about this. I need to play the Arkham games and actually yeah, like Asylum sit through City them are great, man. because Night looks great. Yeah. And I want to be a part of that conversation when we, we get there. Um, the Bioshock games. I need to play. Oh, them. wow. Really? Yeah. Man. See? And that, that's one that I'm like, wow. But I have this problem where I love old games so much that I'm just constantly wanting to go back and just play them because I love those experiences. And like I'm like, all right, I'm going to play Bioshock. I, I own all those games I just named. I own all of them. And I've started them. And I'm like, eh. Bioshock. Then I start them again. I'm like, eh. But then I look so over good. and I'm like, oh, there's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh, I wonder if it's still as good as I remember. And I play it and then I get stuck playing that. I'm like, oh, I'll just play through these a couple levels or whatever. And then I just, I'm like, all right, cool. Now it's dinner time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that keeps happening to me. And especially now that we're doing these throwback Thursdays and stuff. I'm going to get addicted, guys. This is going to be bad. And now that there's HD remixes and all this stuff, I'm like, well, shit. Now I, I have to play these. <laughs> now I have to Because they're these. old and new. And a big they're example of that new. is Kingdom Hearts, where it's like, last time I played, like, I love Kingdom Hearts. The last time I played it, or Kingdom Hearts 2, was 2005, 2006, when it first came out, you know? Yeah. And now that there's the HD collections, I'm like, well, I want to replay these. But that's an investment. And that's a problem with these RPGs, Japanese yeah, huge, or Western. It's a huge problem. It's like, how are we supposed to play all of them when they're all 100 hours, you know? Yep, that, that's 100% true. And it's like, especially when I want to play these old games. I want to play Kingdom Hearts 1. I want to play Kingdom Hearts 2. Backlog games are games I never played. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. It came out on PSP. I was so excited for it. But it came out so late in the console's run that I was like moving on to the next thing yeah. and doing other stuff. And I never played it. Now it's on PS3. So I, I get to do that. But I'm like, well, if I do that, I want to play one and two first. I want to, you know, like build that back up. And I'm like, oh, I also want to play Final Fantasy X and X2 because those came out. Oh, Jesus. And I'm just like, I just get into this thing where it's like. It gets so daunting. So daunting that I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just yeah. going to play Tiny Toon Adventures. Right. But yeah. When, yeah, I mean, when the email was specific, a lot out of, out of control for kind of funny. Yeah. It would be like, there's too many emails to answer. I'm just going to read a book or I'm going to read a comic or I'm going to do check Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I got to, you got to try to find a way. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, out of the games you mentioned, um, I mean, I, st- I I don't like Bioshock Infinite. I, I think it's f- vastly overrated. I never beat it. I was not into it. I thought it was like it was strange. It was very unBioshock to me. I, I don't know. A lot of people agree with that. Some people don't agree with it. But it's it felt like a shooter, and Bioshock is not a shooter. Uh, first and foremost, in my opinion, um, it's first person and you shoot things, but it's not like a, that's not what it's, it's like. Not, yeah, well, it wasn't like Call of Duty, which is what I felt like parts of in, of Infinite were. Um, but that or- the original Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's that that's the game that stuck out to me. Like you have to play that game. That game's fucking extraordinary. You know that game is extraordinary. A very 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 important game. So you should definitely play that. I'm you down. I mean, definitely I want make time to play that game. Mm. So 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 good. I played the first hour of that game. I swear, probably five or six times. And like I'm into it. I'm so into it. It's just like then I move on to the next thing. And again, then it gets hard because not only do I also want to play all these other games and they're huge investments, and it's just like ah. Then we have to make the content and do the the entertainment thing, and I love that. And I I almost I actually it's a fact I love that more than I love actually playing the games. And I love playing games, but there's something about like making content from games yeah. that is so much more exciting to me. So that's why I, 
I know these old games so well, so I stop and think about, like, what's the best content I can make for these games that I know that I love? Instead of playing something new that I'm like, oh, I need to experience this and then kind of think about it that way. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's been really interesting working with you guys because I see you guys kind of as the opposite, specifically you, Greg. Colin, you know, you have a, a little bit more of the old school in you. But see, you're more of a historian when it comes to this stuff. Greg, you're more of the, like, I'm playing whatever's out. I'm current. I'm up to date on this stuff. And I do a little bit of everything really well. Yeah. I'm way more just like, I like to make content. And I like to think about this. And I like old things. So my backlog is never, ever yeah, going to catch, catch up. up. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm okay. I guess it's so. not a terrible problem to have. It's just a problem of acceptance. Mm-hmm. I, I had that that time that thing with when Black Flag came out, and I I I don't even I don't even like Assassin's Creed even at all. But I get like I gave you know Assassin's Creed two a ch- you know I gave Assassin's Creed two a chance a little bit. People yelled me for not giving enough chance, and then I platinumed it to prove that I played the game all the way through. And I was like, I still hate this game. Oh, Colin, um, I still hate it. But there's my platinum trophy. And then I played Assassin's Creed three because I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Look at the setting, and the setting was they nailed everything. The the the, the, the travesty of Assassin's Creed, of course, is they nail everything but the gameplay. Uh, and then uh, when Black Flag came out, I was like, well, I'm going to give it another chance. People really seem to like it. It seems like maybe they fixed some things. I'm not really sure that's really true. Um, and uh, that was the first time where I was like, I can't play this game. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, I, I just, I wrote it off completely. Like, I'm never playing Assassin's Creed ever again. That was like one thing I just checked out my box. I'm like, I don't even, so when the new one came out this year, Unity or whatever, I, like, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm like, I'm not like, that's not even on my radar anymore. I don't that, care. Yeah, that was the thing you know, too. Like, of like, yeah, I, I was so satisfied with black flag that when unity popped up and then rogue and they were like well you need this no but you know i mean they go back and forth and everything i was just like i they're not, they're not even on my list of things to mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like i i've seen you play it i understand that it's this i understand that it's that i watched their video reviews i read on it to make sure i was up to date on them but then it was just like yeah that's not even something on my list i don't yeah. feel like i need to play that anymore to experience what it is so assassin's creed perfectly encapsulates every single thing that i just said about my problem with backlogs when that game, when one came out and like people were kind of whatever about it, but then two came out and everyone's like, this is amazing. This is so good. And everything about Assassin's Creed seems cool to me, the story yeah. and all that. But I, Prince of Persia, the trilogy on mm. PS2, Jack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That is like one of my favorite games. Sands of Time is awesome. Ever. Yeah. I think all three are awesome. Sands of Time is the best and it's, you know, it, it made it. But like Warrior, Warrior Within, Within, I, you know, I was a little, a little on the angsty side, but still great game. Yeah. The time travel was, was fun. And then, uh, Two Thrones, Twin Thrones, whatever. I, I don't, what I don't remember what it was. I love that. And it was like super good and brought it back more to the first one. That franchise was so special to me that the idea of playing Assassin's Creed 2, I was like, oh, I just want to replay uh, Prince of Persia because I loved that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. And then they released the HD collection of Princes. So I did that instead. Yeah. And then I just never got to Assassin's. And yeah. I've then again, I've replayed. I've played the first hour of Assassin's Creed 2 multiple times. But that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> you've seen enough. That's one of those games where I know people get mad at me, and it is what it is. It's, you know, we all have our own opinions, but I played that game all. I played that game as thoroughly as it can be played. And the, the platinum trophy proves it. And I, I, I finished that game, and I'm like, what is everyone talking about? You know, like I was like, I'm like, what is everyone talking? I about? I had a great time with it, but I, I mean, I understand. It's like your taste. Every time you you talk about the gameplay or whatever, it's I just like, oh my god. You know, I'm like, which I, is why I mean, I don't think you're you wouldn't like Mordor. We'll see. I mean, I I, I like game. Lord of the Rings, so I just want to see. You know, I'm a little tired of Lord of the Rings now. It's like it's it's too cool for school with everyone. Yeah, but Colin, Assassin's Creed Three. I don't think there's anything you like more. Than oh, I thought for, I thought for right. sure yeah. I was gonna. I mean, I, I was I was enamored with that game before it came out. I was like, this is you know, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is cool. I get down with this, and I wish that I wish that the gameplay was as good as the setting. I couldn't. I I never finished. I'm like, I can't play this game anymore. Like halfway through, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't play it. 
it's just too why am i wasting my time i can't i can't do it so but that was just an example of the with black flag of the acceptance where i was like i got to accept that i have to immediately write shit off without playing it like i I can be excited about it and maybe i have to be that way about Mm -hmm. a game like alien isolation or something it's just like the evil within is another great example like i was really authentically excited about that game mikami you know throwback resident evil real survival horror like we got out of dead space which was i think still the last great survival horror game um and then i don't know and it came out i'm like i don't have time Hmm. you know like it sucks i wish i i wish i could just for a month not do anything but catch up on these games and i'd be fine but then i probably wouldn't have a job or money and a relationship and life life and no sausages no sausages probably make time for that Well, guys, what are your gaming backlogs? Let us know in the comments or on Twitter or wherever you're, you're watching this video. Straight iTunes review. <laughs> I was going to say Go you're on a bus it. listening yeah. to it. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Tell the person next to you. They'll definitely enjoy it and make time for their games, too. This has been episode four of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Let us know what your topics are for uh, following episodes. Hit us up on Twitter at Kind of Funny Vids, at Tim Gettys, at No Taxation, and at Game Over Greggy on the Twitters. Thank you. Yes. And until next week. Huh. <laughs>